0: Thanks for joining Impact Boom on this episode.
1: Whether it's the social entrepreneurship model or businesses that are impact first and foremost, but if you've got a business model that works, you can really start to chart your success and show how an increase in revenue is going to result in an increasing impact.
0: Welcome to impactboom.org. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 278 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Tim Silverwood. Tim Silverwood is an award-winning environmentalist committed to reducing ocean impacts on the natural world. A keen surfer, Tim became alarmed at the risks plastic pollution posed to the ocean and wildlife, co-founding the not-for-profit organization Take Three for the Sea in 2009. After 10 years building Take Three into a social movement and successful charity, Tim launched Ocean Impact Organization, or OIO, in 2020. OIO is Australia's first ocean impact ecosystem and startup accelerator, helping people to start, grow, and invest in businesses that positively impact the ocean. Tim's achievements include being awarded the 2014 Green Globe Sustainability Champion, featuring in the popular ABC series War on Waste, and starring as an ocean guardian in the 2017 feature documentary, Blue. A regular fixture in the news and media, Tim delivers a firm, reasoned, and insightful case for business as unusual to create an abundant and sustainable future for planet, ocean, and its inhabitants. So in today's podcast, we'll discuss Tim's insights and lessons learned from starting, growing, and supporting organizations and enterprises which address a range of ocean related issues. So Tim, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you so much, Tom. It's a real treat to be here.
0: Brilliant. So Tim, let's kick off with a little bit about your background and what led to your passion in founding, supporting, and growing these initiatives and organizations that positively impact the ocean. Look, I
1: think I'm meant to be a conservationist from a very young age. I was just really attracted to the natural world As a young surfer, I just had so many formative experiences in the ocean. I grew up on 25 acres of bushland on the New South Wales central coast. And so when I went through my studies in high school and eventually a Bachelor of Science at university, it was just glaringly obvious that planet, the diversity of species and ecosystems that we humans shared this incredible pale blue marble with, Mm. needed all the help that it could get. And so, yeah, I've dedicated my life now to conservation. You mentioned in the intro there, take three for the sea, which was a remarkable and proud experience in building and leading that charity for 10 years. And Mm. now in sort of 2020, when I decided to jump ship and start something brand new with my co-founder, Nick Sciarelli, it was really sort of based on this sentiment that we can't always rely on on civil society and the non-profit sector to go and fix all the problems that humans have created. Mm. We we need business to be better and we need government to be much more supportive of business which is doing good for the planet and for people and not harm. So at OIO, the core is to obviously help people start, grow and invest in businesses that positively impact the ocean because I truly believe that we need a radical shift in more and more businesses built from the ground up who are doing good but to also then influence larger companies and influence governments to be much more proactive in in mitigating harm and promoting good
0: yeah absolutely so as co-founder then of ocean impact organization this organization you speak about now break it down a little bit further like what is it that you actually do and how is it that you're supporting other organizations
1: So we are a startup accelerator and this ecosystem to support businesses that are working to improve ocean health. So as we're only a relatively new organization, 19 months into our journey, we're still not fully resourced. So we're not yet offering our very curated accelerator program that we have Visions. It'll be you know a three-month program with yeah. a cohort of say ten startups, and we'll provide a reasonable check for you to come in and participate in that program, and we'll nurture and support you and help you find external investment and in whatever it is that you mm. require to take your next steps. But in this earlier stages, what we've done is, is we've built a brand, so we've really poured over and laboured over this idea of being an ocean impact business. So a business that can illustrate either now or in the future that you are making a positive impact on the ocean. And it's really important to acknowledge that doesn't mean you have to interact with salt water. We ran a big campaign last year, our first big campaign called the Ocean Impact Pitch Fest, which essentially is a global competition of sorts where you can put forward your business, your solution. It's a very simple process with an online form and then you submit a pitch video. That's judged by a multidisciplinary panel of judges. And the winner last year, for example, was a company called Planet Protector Packaging, who their mission is to eradicate expanded polystyrene boxes Mm -hmm. from food delivery services. So... They have a warehouse in Western Sydney. You wouldn't necessarily think of them as being an ocean impact business first and foremost. They're just providing an innovative packaging solution whereby they use waste from the wool industry to create a relatively fine felt, which coupled with a recyclable cardboard container creates this insulative packaging solution, which performs better than expanded polystyrene. But of course, expanded polystyrene is horrendous for the ocean. It breaks apart, it gets blown over out of bins or from people leaving them outside their homes or their businesses. It gets obliterated by a passing car and suddenly you're dealing with tens of thousands of these Mm. pollutants. So this is one example of, I suppose, an ocean impact business. Who have come up with a remarkable innovation which has now really got its eyes set on making a huge positive impact when it scales.
0: Yeah, totally. And look, you've got some deep experience in this ocean impact space, Tim. I mean, we mentioned Take Three for the Sea before, and that's an organization and global movement tackling ocean waste. So, 10 years building Take Three, what were some of the key lessons that you learned over those years in growing the organization?
1: I guess the first big lesson, Tom, is just how challenging it is. It's easy to start a not-for-profit organisation. It's easy to have a great idea mm. and to say and declare that you have this intent yes. to make a positive impact, but turning that into something which is sustainable and grows year on year, particularly under that non-profit traditional model and mindset, mm. is really quite tough. You know, At the end of the day, what really allowed Take3 to do that, to, to grow and to keep creating a positive impact was the generous support of donors and you get increasingly more confident and comfortable approaching donors that had more means to support you. It was an eternal cycle of applying for grants. So you've really got to make sure you've got someone in the team or the services around you to make sure you're aware of and applying for the most applicable grants. And increasingly we take three for the sea as we did build this global brand it was those commercial affiliations and Mm. relationships because when you're out there doing good, of which Take 3 does, not only does it have millions of people around the world who are practitioners of that simple action of going down to a beach or anywhere in nature and picking up a few pieces of plastic and being proactive with their own waste, mm. but it's also the education programs going out there into schools, which is what Take3 does so well. Hundreds of thousands of young people go through our education programs. So it really is a solid bet for a commercial sponsor to say, you know what, we want to be seen to be supporting you. So yeah. that were definitely some of the big things. But when I look at OIO, which is set up as a non-profit organization, the fact we're focused much more on the good business for a better future, really excites me because you cannot deny that whether it's the social entrepreneurship model or businesses that are impact first and foremost, but if you've got a business model that works, you can really start to chart your success and show how an increase in revenue is going to result in an increasing impact. And you're not going to have that same level of uncertainty that I certainly started to feel Mm. towards those latter years with Take Three for the Sea, where You were building your organisation, you were building your capacity, but sometimes your funding horizons were really unpredictable when you focused solely on grants, government, and even to a lesser extent, commercial relationships.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's some great, great learnings there, Tim. And look, beyond your organisations. You're involved in some other projects as well, such as the Hatch Toronga Accelerator Program, and it's a pleasure to be collaborating with you there. But in doing so, you have I'm um, no doubt seen a, a bunch of really important traits that many of these sort of successful impact-led entrepreneurs have. So have you identified what those are and do you see any common points emerging there?
1: Certainly, the the passion, the drive, the commitment to to see their project through is an enormous one. You don't meet many successful entrepreneurs who can't show off the battle scars and the Mm. incidences of their experience where it has been tough, but they've persevered. So perseverance and being able to really get through the hard times is a huge one. But I think a a trait that I really wanted to shine a light on, which has been very important for me, is really knowing yourself, particularly if you are the founder or a co-founder or going to be the one in the hot seat as this thing does go through those challenging times, you've really got to know yourself and know Mm. what makes you work to your optimum, know when to pick up on the signs that things aren't at their optimum and be able to navigate around that as best as you possibly can. So do all that really important life planning, self-profiling, understanding yourself and what makes you work, understanding what helps your co-founder or your co-collaborators also work at their best Mm. and just make sure you preserve your own health and sustainability over that of the company and of course the ecosystem that you occupy
0: yeah such such good advice then speaking of advice those impact-led entrepreneurs who are working right now in that sort of validation earlier stage where they are really just getting their business model out there and testing it do you have any particular advice for those guys
1: Look, I really have just benefited so much from networks and communities of like-minded people and particularly those that have experience around the problem or the solution that I'm working on. Mm. So I really cannot stress the importance enough of making sure it's not just you and your team and a small cluster squirreling away and, and not interacting with the broader world, the broader ecosystem. So I really just want to emphasize that it might be a little bit frightening and and even terrifying sometimes opening up to others or to approaching that mentor that you might think is out of your league or Mm. out of your depth, but you really have to just push through and, and persevere through that because you'll never have quite that feeling when you open up to someone and you realize that there's help out there or people that can give you even just a passing glance of advice that can just be so transformational for your thinking or your approach. So mm. I really do think there it is about expanding out to your network and finding those people who, who can be your guides and your mentors on your journey.
0: Yeah, excellent. Excellent advice there, Tim. Now, you mentioned a really interesting initiative earlier when it comes to that the wool waste and replacing that that polystyrene packaging are there any other inspiring projects or initiatives that you've come across recently that you just think are creating some excellent positive social change
1: yeah so i mentioned planet protector packaging who were the inaugural winner of the ocean impact pitch fest 2020 and we just launched two weeks ago on the 10th of august we launched the Ocean Impact Pitchfest 2021. So Exciting. right now, my Slack messages are coming in with applications live. And I get to see, even over the weekend, I'm looking at my phone and seeing these incredibly nice. inspiring solutions coming in. So at the end of the Pitchfest 2020, we shone a light on 12 finalists. So I mentioned the winner. The runner-up was a remarkable renewable energy company called Wave Swell Energy, who use a biomimicry-inspired design to harness renewable ocean wave energy. And it's essentially like a blowhole. So it's a ferry, which has been custom built with a cavity in the center. And as the waves displace air in the cavity, it spins a turbine and creates renewable energy. We've had other solutions in there. We're looking at the enormous problems of intertidal species biodiversity as we've industrialized coastlines around the world, put very hard concrete edges. They've now created erosion controls that promote biodiversity. We had a remarkable Spanish innovation who use satellite imagery to monitor the ocean. You now, the ocean is so vast that what happens out there is completely out of sight and therefore mm-hmm. quite often out of mind. But through satellite imagery, they can monitor pollution events like oil spills They can also start to look at illegal fishing activity and other unreported activities on the ocean. So to help really make sure that we manage the oceans more effectively, we've got solutions for new models of aquaculture. Like we've got a massive problem in Australia at the moment with sea urchins that come down with warming waters and start to occupy ecosystems where they haven't before and they decimate endemic kelp beds. So people looking towards how sea urchin which their roe is a very sought after delicacy in parts of the world we can actually start to harvest those sea urchins Mm. feed them some proprietary feed in an aquaculture setting and make a lot of money by selling those products back into other markets we had people looking at nitrogen and phosphorus pollution from farm activities that are now decimating things like coral reefs with pollution events, how they can create circular economy solutions to capture those phosphates and nitrates and recirculate them back as, as fertiliser. It really is just astronomical. So you're more than welcome to go and check out the Ocean Impact Organisation website and peruse those dozen finalists from last year to really get a sense of the kinds of talent that we're aggregating and supporting through our organisation.
0: Yeah, oh, such inspiring organizations and, and projects there, Tim. I'm going to get across and, and delve into those myself. We'll put a link through to those in the article as well on Impact Boom. But to finish off then, let's talk a little bit about books and magazines, blogs, whatever else it is that you would recommend to our listeners.
1: Definitely plug my own podcast here if you don't mind, Tom. Absolutely. So, um... We run the Ocean Impact podcast. We must be about 50 episodes into our journey now and they're stories of inspiration, innovation, leadership and good business all towards promoting ocean health. In terms of books, from a young age, I was diving into the works of David Suzuki and watching David Attenborough. Big fan of Tim Flannery. I love Sapiens by, I can't remember the author's name at the moment. I really like books that help put my life, my unique existence in this weird little Earth suit that I'm lucky mm-hmm. enough to occupy <laughs> into the context of the planet because at the end of the day, uh, you know, I love the talk about the overview effect when astronauts go out to the edge of space and they look back and like Carl Sagan, they just see this tiny, humble, fragile blue marble in the context of the blackness of space and mm. I really believe strongly that We as this one species, Homo sapiens, really need to understand that this pale blue marble is home to millions of species and they have as much right to be here and to coexist as we do, yet you cannot look at the impact we've had in the last couple of hundred years and not be just aghast at the collateral damage our one species is having. So when I think about the books that are really profound for me, they're ones that humble me and motivate me to be the best person of my species in terms of creating a positive future for people on the planet.
0: Well, there's certainly some great work that you're doing to, to help contribute to that, Tim. So keep it up. Thanks so much for sharing your really generous insights and time today. We really appreciate it. We'll be following the work that you're doing at OAO and and these other projects and, and can't wait to see some of the great impact that you're creating.
1: Thanks so much, Tom. And so just one last plug for the Ocean Impact Pitch Fest. Applications close on the 21st of September. It's a global competition for startups working to improve ocean health. But we do have a special division this year for a 35 and under innovator from Australia. So if you're working on any business solution or you've even got a future goal of creating a positive impact on ocean health and you're 35 and under from Australia, there's a $40,000 prize and some remarkable support. It's called the HP Generation Impact Incubator. And thanks again, Tom.
0: It's an amazing opportunity. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org.